You are tuned to the Nahum Siegel Network on jmandtheam.org and nachumsegel.com. Stay tuned for JM Sunday with Matis Weingast.
Good morning. Welcome, everyone, to JM Sunday, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs> Got a quick jump on uh, on the songs to be played, but uh, we'll get to that in a second. It is uh, Lagba Omer, 33rd day in the counting of the Omer, May 14th, 2017, 18th day in the month of ER, 5777. It's Mother's Day, and uh, that is commemorated throughout the United States and other places today. A special day for our mothers. In Dafyomi, it's uh, Baba Basra 112, Kofiud Gimel, and the marching along to the conclusion of Baba Basra. The temperature outside right now, it's uh, 47 degrees. A bit chilly for a May. It's sunny, going up to a high of 68 degrees in our area, and rain expected, more rain today. And a 51 degree low tonight, and uh, partly cloudy. In Jerusalem, though, right now, 89 sunny degrees, going down to a low of 66, a bit cloudy later on tonight. Hope you all had a great Shabbos and a great weekend. It is a very exciting day today here in uh, in uh, JM and the AM and JM Sunday and Nachum Siegel Network land. Uh, it is uh, the uh, the beginning of the fundraiser, the marathon for this year. It officially gets set to begin tomorrow on JM in the AM. And it's the one time during the year where we ask you to help and contribute your your donations to the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, which supports JM in the AM and the great programming on the Nachum Siegel Networks. It's the one time of year we ask you to contribute. Mailing went out uh, last week, and uh, many of you have... Uh, have answered the call as Nachum has been mentioning during the week last week, and it'll get into uh, it'll really get into the earnest uh, uh, giving request season starting tomorrow morning. Uh, but you can do your part going to fjbunity.org and uh, support Jame and the AM and the Nachum Siegel Network during this week's fundraising marathon. fjbunity.org and uh, please support the fantastic work that is done here on the network and all the uh, programs. We'll talk a little bit more about it afterwards, uh, later on today. Um, and uh, it's just uh, it's absolutely amazing So, what's been accomplished. And we need help, your help, to keep that going. So if you have a chance, the next few minutes, hours, days, go to fjbunity.org and support the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, which in turn supports the entire Nachum Siegel Network. So thank you for that. Again, we'll talk about it more as the show continues. Uh, I have a guest scheduled for the second hour today. His name is uh, Rabbi Emmanuel Feldman, 
And uh, a couple of years back, more like 50 years ago, he wrote a day-by-day journal during the Six-Day War when he and his family were in Israel. Uh, and uh, and it was recently translated into English and re-released for the 50th anniversary of, uh, of that time. It's entitled the 20th. 28th day of ER, 28th of ER, and uh, we'll be talking to him about his experience in Israel at the time. Uh, it's a fascinating book. I encourage everyone to get it. We are approaching that 50th anniversary, and uh, this is really something on the ground, reporting by a family that was there at the time, and, uh, and it's just an amazing, amazing journal to read. So I encourage everyone to go and get it. Get it on Amazon, wherever it's available. Uh, Rabbi Emanuel Feldman will be my guest during today's second hour of the show. Uh, and we're going to get to music, a lot of fast music today, since it's Lagba Omer. Avrami started us out last night with uh, with the Saturday Night Seagull, uh, with a uh, Lagba Omer edition, and um, today we continue. So thanks for joining us, everyone. Now we'll get to the song that started playing just a few minutes ago right here on JM Sunday. Bye. 
with his latest hit, Am Echad. Welcome for his half debut, Ari Goldwag. I need you guys to put your hands together, okay? Help me out. Jew, he'll rejoice and sing a new 
Thank <laughs> you. 
שואפים וחיות, ואופני Coming up on 7.30 in the morning here on JM Sunday, uh, my apologies to Asha Barkin. We're going to, um, we're going to temporarily uh, hold off on that. We'll get to Rabbi uh, Goldwasser in just a moment. I'm trying to um, see if we can get uh, somebody on the air, a uh, surprise guest this morning. I'll see if that works. I'm going to turn it over to, um, to my phone and see what happens here in just a uh in just a second, uh, hopefully we'll be joined by uh, our special guest. Uh, so uh, we'll transition to that and uh, see how see how that works. Neely, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, great! My guest this morning is Neely Block, who, as everyone knows, is a world Muay Thai champion and has just come off a recent win. Neely, good morning and welcome back to JM Sunday. Yeah, good morning. Actually, it's afternoon for me and I'm actually on my way to, I'm eating and I'm on my way to um, catch my plane. Ah, yeah, excellent. Thank you for joining us. So you are a champion again. What, in what uh, did you just compete? I was in a world championship now under the Federation of IFMA, uh, the world-recognized federation for Muay Thai, uh, Thai boxing, um, and um, it took place in Belarus, Minsk. Wow. And, yeah, it was the last uh, qualification for the World Games this upcoming July. The World Games is um, like the biggest event before becoming an Olympic sport. Um, and we're on our way there, I believe, 2024. It, uh, I, I truly believe you'll, you, everyone will hear about the sport. Wow, that would be amazing. So you, of course, represent the state of Israel. And as you always say, you are so proud of that, and the world is proud of you for that. How was it competing uh, for yourself, of course, and for the country? Uh, it's amazing every time from... Every every single time, it's it's an amazing feeling. It's just nothing uh, you can't compare it to anything. It's a sensation that uh, is just nothing nothing like it. Um, it's a little hard for me to even explain it. You have to really experience it and see it through um, through your own eyes to really um, really understand that feeling. I'm sure, and and I'm sure the reaction of the uh, of your or of your competitors, your fellow competitors. Uh... I, I, I'm sure it has 
you know, there are great reactions there. Also, I know it's a competitive sport, but you're all one family. Uh, but it must be very exciting also to be a part of that. I know you're literally going to your plane, so I want to thank you so much again for joining us here on JM Sunday. We'll, we'll get you on again to talk about the World Games coming up. And uh, and thank you so much for, for what you do. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. Have a safe trip back. Thank you very much. Bye. Sorry for the uh, <laughs> technical, uh, what would I call it, the juggling here, technical juggling here on on JM Sunday. But that was Neely Block, uh, who just won a uh, championship the other day, uh, repeated in the, I think, 60-kilogram uh, division. And uh, she is, uh, again, a Muay Thai world champion. So we thank you for joining us. Now, a bit late, uh, we are getting Trevor Goldwasser, and then we'll talk about more things happening today on JM Sunday. Uh, at this time, each and every Sunday through Thursday, we present to you Rabbi David Goldwasser. Rabbi Goldwasser's words are Lazech Nishmas, Rabbi Yosef Alevi, and Esther Bas, Rabbi Yosef Alevi. Here's Rabbi David Goldwasser with morning, as soon as I get this, with morning chizuk. Good morning. The 18th day of Eir marks Lag Ba'omer, the 33rd day of the Omer. The day is observed as a day of rejoicing, as it commemorates the day when the Magefa, the plague among the 24,000 students of Rabbi Akiva, ceased. It also corresponds to the date of the passing of the great Sadiq Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai was one of the greatest Tanoim of the Mishnah. In Eretz Yisrael, in Miron, tens of thousands of people gathered together at the kever of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai and his son, Rebbe Lozer. It's fascinating to note that the Gemara in Mesech the Shabbos, which tells us about Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, is found on the 33rd daf, corresponding to the day of his yardside, which is the 33rd day of the Omer. The Talmud in Brochus relates that when Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai emerged from the cave where he had spent the last 12 years together with his son Rebbe Lazar, they saw people occupied with plowing and with planting their fields. For those 12 years, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai and his son had been totally insulated from the outside world. They were immersed in Torah and Avodah Hashem. They had achieved an unimaginably high and exalted spiritual level. When they rejoined the world as we know it, they found it strange and had to make certain adjustments. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai observed, You are abandoning the life of the eternal world and you are engaged in the work of the temporal world. The standard that Rabbi Shimon used to judge his own private world could not be used to judge the world at large. It is elaborated on later in the Talmud of Masech de Brachos that Rabbi Shimon's remark meant that if the people were occupied with their everyday activities of plowing and planting, when would they have time for Torah? Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai recognized that Torah is the mainstay of life. It is our primary focus in this world. The Gemara therefore expounds that when Bnei Yisrael learns L'Shem Shemayim and does the will of Hashem, then their work is done by others. Like it says in Yeshayo Novi. Foreigners will stand and tend your flocks. The sons of the stranger will be your plowmen and your vineyard workers. However, when B'nai Israel do not do the will of Hashem, 
Then the Pasuk tells us, you will gather in your own grain. The great Sadiq Reb Shalom of Bells was once learning together with his study partner, his Chavrusa. The Chavrusa needed to refill his pipe with tobacco. In the time that it took his friend to clean the pipe, to refill it, to light it, Rav Shalom of Bells learned an entire Daf Gemara. He then said, If smoking is going to cause me to be mevatol ablat Gemara, I'm going to quit smoking. From that day on, he never smoked again. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning physic. Have a nice day.
Just one responsibility To do the best of my ability I have just one responsibility To do the best of my ability I have just one responsibility To do the best of my ability I have just one responsibility To do the best of my ability Jimmy Engel with Ability here on JM Sunday. Matas Wine Guest with you. A very exciting day in many, many ways. It's Lagba Omer, 33rd day in the counting of the Omer. So if you forgot to count last night, please do so sometime today. I think if you say that today is Lagba Omer, you've counted. So uh, that would be good. It's May 14th, uh, the 18th day in the month of ER, 5777. It is Mother's Day. And uh, it's also exciting because we are in the midst of on uh, the Nachum Siegel Network of this year's fundraising marathon. And uh, it gives me great pleasure to welcome to the air the man, the man of the Nachum Siegel Network, Nachum Siegel himself. Good morning, Nachum. 
Good morning, Matis. How are you? I am fine. Thank you for joining me this morning on a uh, on a Lagba Omer morning. It Happy is. Thank you. Very much appreciated. So if somebody says, hey, today's like Bomer, but I forgot to count last night, they've done so, right? Yeah, I think they're already, they've already taken care of it. <laughs> they, they sure have. I just wanted to remind everyone that you never know what's going to happen here on the show. Uh, Nachum is joining us now. You're joining us now. And uh, a little while ago, we were joined by Neely Block, who uh, has been on before and is a Muay Thai martial arts champion. And she uh, repeated in her 60-kilogram... What do you call that? Her uh, sixty kilogram. Uh, what do you see? You know how much of a sports person Division. I am. Division. Thank you. Thank you. She repeated and is world champion, and she'll be going on to the World Games. We'll follow that and have her on again uh, later on. She was literally in the airport on her way back to Israel today and joined oh, us cool. for a few minutes. So it was great. Uh, and later on, I'll be uh, joined by Rabbi Emanuel Feldman. We'll be talking about his book, The Twenty Eighth of Er. It's a day-by-day journal that he wrote when he and his family were in Israel during the Six-Day War. And it was republished by um, by Feldheim. It's in English. It's an amazing uh, It's an amazing read. Nachum, if you haven't read it and don't know anything about the Six-Day War, I suggest, <laughs> I suggest you get it. Yeah, I hope, I hope to get to it. <laughs> it, is, uh, it really is amazing. So we'll talk to him. But now... Nachum, thanks for joining me. Some things, <laughs> some things change and some things stay the same. We are in the midst of another great year of fundraising, this time on the Nachum Siegel Network and to support the uh, Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting. How does that feel? Uh, it feels great. Actually, you know, the, the more things change and or stay the same, I, I think this is a big change. And as much as people like to look at this as our 34th or 35th time that we're that we're doing this on the air, um, I'm really looking at it as the first time because we are completely independent now as a network. Um, everyone out there seems to know and realize that we need public support in addition to all the other support we get in order to make this work. And um, I must say already people have responded very nicely, and I'm anticipating a really big week and a good week. And we've done a lot of people certain favors this time around. One of them is that it's only one week. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and even that week I'm trying to keep as you know, as focused on our regular programming as possible. Uh, but we will spend at least a couple of days toward the end of this week uh, in really full-fledged fundraising mode and asking people to help us achieve our goal. And, um, you know, because it's now 2017 and things are different than from when we started and when we uh, usually had this adventure, uh, the majority of our donations we are anticipating will be coming through the web, through the FJB Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting website, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. And we'll open up our phones and uh, in our studio in New York and encourage people to give and to participate. I am, I am uh, optimistic this is going to be a really good week and that people who have been so excited for us since our independence began uh, we'll demonstrate that by being very generous this week. I hope so, and I'm, I'm sure if uh, the responses so far are any indication. Uh, and, uh, you know, so many people do appreciate everything that's done. The comments on the app, I mean, you know, there, there's so many things we could spend another hour on. You're going to be doing this uh, during the week to talk about all the great things that have happened on the network. But, you know, having that app that so many people listen to and are able to transition, they transition from the uh, previous formats to to the app and to be able to make comments like 
YMK10 this morning commented asking for some wedding music because there's so many weddings today. EB commented, um, cool dude, <laughs> Cops commented. And it's great to hear from these people and to interact with them in, on a second's notice. Uh, they say something, they're listening, we can comment back and we can you know, make their day. Oh, no question. The, the interactivity of the app is one of the most amazing things about the recent developments in our network. Um, we've had an app for quite a while, but none as sophisticated as the one we have now, and and one that with uh, you know with enough support is going to get even better and better. Um, it's uh, it, look, this is the wave of the future. This is the way that people are are going to be in touch with their favorite radio stations. So they're going to be in touch with their favorite networks, and um, you know everything is immediate. Everything is uh, on the spot, so to speak. Just like you've been, you know, responding and and acting upon the requests and suggestions of the listeners that are contacting you through the app this morning. And, um, you know, what more is there to say? It's, uh, we, we've somehow, not quite sure how this happened, but with the help of people like you and others, it has happened. We've somehow been able to really stay current and to really uh, continue to be a powerful force in the Jewish world. Right. And one of, one of the ways is through the technology and all the different systems that we've implemented and that needs uh, everyone's help, and uh, that we need everyone's help in order to keep that going. So, right, absolutely. And we're here. You, you mentioned the technology, and I want to address that for a moment, because it's not just you know having an app where I'm, on my phone or somebody's phone we can pop in the app and download it. It's free, and, and we get to hear everything. There is so much of an infrastructure behind all this. There is so much technology. There are so many computers. There are so many servers. There's so many backup systems. There's electricity. I mean, there's everything. There is an entire uh, system that allows you to just simply get on the air and say hello to the world. Uh, And that takes uh, funding. It takes money. It takes serious money to make sure that infrastructure is there and has... um, has everything from backups to security. You know, it, it takes a lot, and uh, and that's why we need people's help, especially because uh, the uh, the work is is phenomenal. It's easy to listen to. It's easy now for everyone around the world to listen to all the programming, but it does take a lot in the background, and that needs a lot of support. Yeah, no question about it. And that's why we ask everyone to be generous and to support at whatever level they can. Uh, we've really made it very simple this year. We, even our mailing was relatively uncomplicated. Right. Uh, we're just we're just asking for people to, uh, if they're doing it by U.S. mail, to send in a nice check and to help us out. And if they're doing it on the web, to decide on their own uh, at what level they'd like to contribute. And um, and that's really it. That's the whole uh, that's the whole thing. I mean, if, if people would seriously prefer to pledge, you know, pledge over the phone and get their support acknowledged on the air in that manner, then they'll have a chance later in the week. Uh, but right now, I would hope that everybody who listens to you and everybody who listens all through the day and at different times during the week uh, would respond and go to fjbunity.org and just uh, toss in a donation and become part of our support system. Absolutely. That's the way to do it. Uh, tomorrow morning, uh, the fundraiser will start in earnest on the air. Um, so you looking forward to that? Yeah, I would say... Um, yeah, I'm not sure what in earnest means because we are going to try to maintain some of our regular programming over the next couple of days. Uh, I would say it'll start uh, in double earnest, really, on Wednesday, and as the week continues to go forward. 
and uh, hopefully we'll have a nice uh, ending on Friday and, like we always say, get back to our regular programming. Exactly. Uh, but we're using this opportunity to ask everybody to, uh, to, um, to participate and, in addition, to share the link in their social media and to encourage others in their lives to uh, participate with us as well. Couldn't be easier. FJBUnity.org. You go there, and in about uh, a minute, maybe a minute and a quarter, you can uh, support the wonderful programming with a uh, nice large donation. Yeah, it really is simple. Thank you, Nachum. I uh, I know you have a lot of uh, a lot of traveling today. Today is a uh, uh, today is a big wedding day, and I'm sure you will be um, on the wedding circuit later on today. So we wish Mazel Tov. Yeah, to, actually, uh, have a wedding uh, a wedding later on and a nice. couple of things that are going on it's like bomer after all everybody should enjoy get out and enjoy if the weather stays the way it is right now in the new york area they'll have a great opportunity to enjoy it yeah that would be great do you think they're going to be uh having some log bomer commemorations over at the double header today not log bomer i doubt it no. i don't think you're gonna anything about that oh <laughs> boy it's it's Je- Derek jeter day are you impressed that i even know that <laughs> uh it seems like the whole world knows it so i don't know if i'm that impressed <laughs> Ah, um, I am I'm somewhat impressed by the Yankees, who did not figure out a way to make this a day-night doubleheader and are making it a single admission doubleheader, which is unbelievable. Is that uh, a good so, thing or not a good thing? For the fans, it's fantastic. I just can't I can't believe that any greedy baseball team you know can live up to its reputation and actually do that. <laughs> but, right, true, but, but yeah, but but again, not to not to spend a lot of time on this, but it. Uh, it it kind of hurts though the people that had the tickets for last night's game they can they can't get admission today they have to they can get of course a uh, another ticket for any time during the the rest of the season so for them yeah, it's well, kind of a disappointment been, yeah but they wouldn't have been at that game anyway I mean I don't know I, Most I, likely. I didn't think of that true anyway no, yes I don't know for, for for obvious reasons I don't know too many people who had tickets for yesterday's game <laughs> that's also true uh, but uh, but it'll be exciting today but anyway the bigger excitement is. Uh, fjbunity.org, the phenomenal Nachum Siegel Network, and uh, we encourage everyone to go and participate right now by uh, getting to that uh, website, fjbunity.org, and making a pledge and keeping this phenomenal program going. Thanks, Nachum, for joining me this morning. Thank I appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of the week. Can't wait. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll catch up. <laughs> All right, take care. All righty. Bye-bye. Nachum Siegel right here on uh, JM Sunday. And... Uh, we're going to get to our news from Israel uh, in uh, in just a moment. We're going to uh, get set up with Hannah Julian. And uh, I think that uh, I think that I have to, yeah, I think I have to set that up. So we're going to go to some music, and we'll get to Hannah Julian just a couple of minutes uh, from now. Right now, it's uh, Avram Fried with Bring the House Down right here on Jam Sunday. Amigos, be made of the Yomino. 
Avram Fried with Bring the House Down right here on uh, JM Sunday. Mata Swine guest with you. We're going to get to our news from Israel in just a few seconds. And uh, then I'll be joined by Rabbi Emanuel Feldman, who is the author of the book, The 28th of ER. And we'll be discussing that book uh, very timely, obviously, for the 50th anniversary of the reunification of uh, Jerusalem. Right now, it is time for our news from Israel. Hannah Julian, Middle East news analyst and senior correspondent at JewishPress.com, joins us every morning to bring us up to date on the latest happenings in the state of Israel. Good morning, Hannah Julian. Hmm, and we seem to have 
we do not have a uh, connection here. Uh, we will uh, we'll try to get to that. Let's see what uh, what we have. If not, we'll go back to the music. Uh, hopefully we can get a connection. It is uh, the 14th of May, 18th day in the month of ER. Lagba Omer. And uh, let's see. Um, and right now we just have a recording. So I think we're going to go to some music and make sure that we get uh, connected here with Hannah uh, Julian. Hopefully get the um, hopefully get the news on from Israel. Right now, what do we have next? We have uh, Shuki. With uh, with a Kol Milamala right here on JM Sunday.
That was Shooky here on JM Sunday. <laughs> Matas Weingast with you. Uh, we're going to get the news from Israel now, a, a bit delayed edition. <clears throat> it's uh, this is Hannah Julian, Middle East news analyst and senior correspondent at JewishPress.com. She joins us every Sunday morning to bring us up to date on the latest happenings in the state of Israel. Good morning, Hannah Julian. Good morning, Matas. A convicted Arab killer responsible for the death of six yeshiva students in 1980 was elected mayor of the Arab section of Hebron last night. Taser Abu Snana won the local election as the head of the Fatah list. The Fatah faction in Judea and Samaria is headed by Palestinian Authority leader Mahmoud Abbas. The six students who were killed by the new mayor were part of a group that was coming back to Beit Hadassah in Hebron from the cave of the patriarchs, the Me'arad Machpelah, when they met an ambush set up by this terrorist and his three partners who opened fire. This was in 1980. In addition to the six who died, 20 other people were wounded. Abu Snani was sentenced to life in prison, but he was released in a prisoner swap deal just a few years later, which of course set him free. And now he's about to become the new mayor of Hebron. In response, David Davidi Bencion, the deputy head of the Samaria Regional Council, is calling on U.S. President Donald Trump to cancel his upcoming meeting with Mahmoud Abbas in Bethlehem when he arrives here uh, next week for his visit in the region. As for what's happening on the Jewish side of Israel, there's a lot of music in the streets around the beaches and everywhere else today, it being Lag Be'omer. Last night, Chabad emissaries all over the country started their bonfires after Shabbos let out at around 10 o'clock at night. But there's been a lot of confusion because earlier in the week, the government said it would delay official celebrations by a day in order to avoid Shabbos desecration. They didn't want people preparing for bonfires on the Sabbath. In Meron, in northern Israel, the fires did not start until well after midnight. Buses did not start rolling to take people up there until very, very late. But they did, in fact, go up last night. And the fires began burning as of 1.30 in the morning. And they are still going. And they will keep going until 7 o'clock tonight. And so you can, you can see on the Internet what's going on in Miron. You can see on WhatsApp. You, if you are here in Israel, there are I don't know how many WhatsApp groups that are uh, showing little video clips. Some people have live feeds. You can also catch that on numerous uh, Anglo and Israeli Websites. So look around and you'll see what's going up there. It's pretty wild, everybody. If you're going up to Miron, expect either not to get in at this point or to have to walk a few miles in order to be able to find a place to park your car and then hike all the rest of the way in. As for the weather, it's a beautiful day with blue skies and nice warm temperatures. Sharav conditions are starting, though, so for the Israeli listeners, keep those water bottles handy. A bit cooler tomorrow, though, but we're still on Sharav watch. Fair weather Tuesday, still nice and warm. Great beach weather for those who are here on vacation. Have a great week, everyone. Enjoy your barbecues. And don't forget to practice fire safety protocols. I'm Hannah Julian for JM Sunday. Thank you so much, Hannah Julian, for joining us. That's our news from Israel. We'll see you next week right here on JM Sunday, exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. Hey, where else do you get the... 
uh, fire safety information <laughs> besides here. So uh, we, we thank you so much for that, and it's great to hear what's going on in Israel. We're going to get to Rabbi, Rabbi Feldman in just a moment. Um, we'll go back to a little bit of music here, and then uh, then we'll have him on. It's JM Sunday right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs>
from Achenu right here on JM Sunday. Matis Weingast with you. It is uh, 23 minutes after the hour here on a Lagba Omer morning 
We thank everyone for joining us. It's the 18th of ER 5777. If you're studying Dafyomi, we're at Kufyud Gimel in Baba Bastra, plowing through the Masechta. It is, uh, it is with great pleasure and, and honor that I welcome to the airwaves an esteemed rabbi and an author, and uh, we will get right into the topic of today's conversation. Rabbi Emanuel Feldman, welcome to JM Sunday. Thank you. It is a great honor, as I mentioned, and a pleasure to have you join us on the air. Uh, just uh, by way of background, you were a uh, congregational rabbi down in Atlanta for uh, many years at Congregation Beth Jacob. And uh, I know I remember one book that you wrote uh, something like 20 years ago, Tales Out of Shul, which is remarkable. I have it in my hand. I, I loved that book. Uh, and uh, you wrote about your, your time in the rabbinate. Uh, 40 years is an amazing length of time to spend. Uh, I'm sure you enjoyed it tremendously and got a lot out of it. It was a very, very special time, um, fruitful and fulfilling. And, of course, I was fortunate in having a wonderful community in Atlanta, Georgia. Yes, and the community certainly grew, as we all know, the story of the synagogue and uh, how it grew under your auspices. An amazing story. Uh, I guess what they called Kirov before Kirov, the term Kirov was invented that way. Uh, and, uh, and, and it's amazing. And you come back to visit every once in a while, I understand. I come back about once, once or twice a year because my son, our oldest son, succeeded me as the rabbi of the synagogue. First he was a assistant rabbi. Then when I retired about 25 years ago, he was selected to be the rabbi. So I come back once or twice a year with my wife, thank God, to this very, very fine community. Beautiful. And, of course, when you say come back to visit, you're referring to the fact that you are coming back to visit from the state of Israel, from Yerushalayim. And uh, that is uh, the topic that we want to discuss today, because your book that you wrote as a journal about 50 years ago, 50 years ago right now, uh, the 28th of ER has been re-released as a Feldheim publication. It is in English, and it is an amazing journal of the time that you and your family spent in Israel at this time leading up to the Six-Day War and the reunification of Jerusalem. Uh, Can you imagine 50 years have gone by since that miraculous time? Yes, it, it went by like terrifying, uh, like a twinkling of an eye. But uh, now that the 50th anniversary is upon us, the 28th of year is more than just a date in the calendar. It was a, really a watershed, I feel, in Jewish history. And that's why the book was reissued just now. Absolutely. Now, the book begins at that time. It was um, the 8th of ER is when you started the journal, uh, if I'm correct, and uh, that was May 18th, it was a Thursday, and it continued all the way to the 1st of Siv on June 9th, so it encompasses the entire period. When did you first realize, uh, you, you, uh, well, actually, take us back to there, you were there on a sabbatical, I believe, is that correct? We were there on a sabbatical, I had served the community here in Atlanta for 15 years, and they gave me a sabbatical, it just happened for of nine months, it happened to be the year when the Six-Day War broke out. So we were, my family and I, then we had only four children, um, lived in, uh, in in Israel during that time. And when you went there, uh, this, the Six-Day War started uh, towards the end of your sabbatical. When did you first realize uh, that that 
tensions were high and that something was going to, for want of a better word, explode. When did you first come to that realization? When was it out there in the public, in the streets? It became, uh, it was a gradual tightening of the noose around one's neck. And when you imagine a noose around your neck, after a short while you realize that it's your neck that's being uh, attacked. Uh, it didn't take a, a prophet to see that Israel was being isolated throughout the world. No one was backing us. The Arab armies were massed on our borders. Uh, the Arab radio and Arab leaders were threatening total annihilation of Israel. And uh, that's what happened during the month of May prior to the outbreak of the Six-Day War in June. Right. And uh, again, to remind our listeners, Rabbi Emanuel Feldman joining me on the air this morning, you are you didn't write a book of history. You lived this and wrote a journal. You were there firsthand eyewitness to what was going on. Uh, did you at any time feel, okay, you know, things are getting tough. Um, I'm at the end of the sabbatical year. I have my family here. I need to pick up and go back home. With it that at that time was Atlanta, Georgia. Yes, it definitely were. There were temptations to leave. Many Americans did leave. I don't condemn them because there was. Uh, it made no rational sense to stay on if you were going to leave anyway. But nevertheless, my wife and I decided that we just don't want to abandon the holy land. So we stayed there and. Uh, we we stuck it out and roughed it out and Baruch Hashem we're happy and delighted that that, that Hakadosh Baruch Hu guided us to stay on the scene and and you obviously felt uh, safe enough that to stay there I mean I, I'm, I'm sure you really felt you know in a dangerous situation in the Sakana you would have done something else but you obviously felt safe enough how what gave you that feeling other than obviously our you know our faith in Hashem. Well, we didn't always feel safe enough, uh, particularly when the uh, uh, when the bombs started uh, bursting in in the communities and towns around us. Uh, but then it was too late to leave if we wanted to leave. The the, the bottom line was that uh, we had faith that a Korsbrocha would see Eretz Yisrael through this crisis. Right. Absolutely. So once you. Uh once, once you realized what was going on, is that when you started to write this journal, or did you write a journal throughout your uh, time there in Israel? No, I started writing the journal only when the pressures began, and that's when the journal began. The, the, writing the journal helped release the tensions within me, and when I figured if I put them down, somehow it will make things uh, more reasonable and more rational for me, and I'd be able to see through the tensions to the reality that lay underneath it. Right, that comes through in the book. Your very first words on the first page of the journal is the pressure is building. Yeah. Um, so that was uh, uh, that was at that point. It wasn't yet, like you said, the bomb's falling, but uh, the pressure was there. Uh, one of the things, I've had a lot of questions, and, and hopefully we can get to them. Uh, how was the feeling in the streets among, was there a difference among... Uh, people who were 
I don't know how to say this. <laughs> I want to say it in the right way. The, the commitment to Judaism that everybody has in Israel is is palpable, no matter what, no matter who, no matter what sect, no matter what name, no matter what. But did you find a uh, a, a difference? Did you find um, that the people were, were looking uh, in different ways to what was going to happen and how to deal with the pressure? Did you find that there was a difference among the more observant or non-observant? How, how did, did everyone come together? What was it like in that sense? There was definitely a new feeling of unity and oneness and togetherness among all the people because we all felt threatened. We all felt the danger. So whether one was uh, an observant Jew or frumer yid or, uh, or a totally secular Jew, somehow we all pulled together and felt like one country, one people. And it was a wonderful feeling uh, to experience that. And it, it didn't limit itself to one segment of the of the population, everybody pulled together, and everyone felt like at one, like they were one people, one person. Yes, that, that's evident in the book. There are many stories that you mention, uh, anecdotes of uh, of interacting with people, uh, and uh, I guess uh, uh, what would happen in any any event that's going to come up, and especially a war. You you comment about the fact you're in a bookstore and a. A lady asks you uh, if you're ready and and uh, if you have enough food. If, <laughs> it, 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 those those little anecdotes are very telling because it tells you it tells us what you went through on a day to day basis. You know, when we read history about something, we don't read about those things usually. We don't have that first uh, first hand uh, first person uh, you know statements and anecdotes, and it gives us a real feeling of what life was like day to day. Jumping ahead now, 50 years later, you mentioned about the unity that was in place there. The unity that is showing for the 50th anniversary is also amazing. Uh, what's going to happen next week um, is 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 phenomenal. Uh, 50th anniversary, there's so many people coming. Uh, we even have a president of the United States coming. <laughs> and uh, All because we're reunited in Jerusalem. That's true. It's, it's it's a reliving of the of the original crisis and the original unity. I hope it lasts more than a couple of days this year, um, because Israel is a uh, fractured state today. Uh, although you know we're all one people and so forth and so on, but there is a great deal of of a disunity right now in the country. Hopefully that will all be dissipated as a result of the celebration of the 50th anniversary. We can see what once was and perhaps will become so once again. Right. Uh, you know, getting back to another one of the stories, uh, I, I think this is the same one in the, where the lady asked you if you were ready with food in the house. They were, she was she was buying uh, matzahs, or they were lamenting that there were very few uh, non-stale matzahs left over from Pesach. And um, and then one one uh, one person yelled at her, "Hello, Anachnu Kulani Yehudim, are we not all Jews?" <laughs> so, I guess uh, you know there were a lot of tensions there, but uh, you know, but the unity was was there, and that helped people get through. Uh, at what point did you? Uh, at what point were you really affected by the by the fighting to the extent that you had to either? Uh, move to another location or or take shelter. Um, when did it really you know hit home, literally to where well, you were? Well, uh, when when the war broke out, um, 
there were there were air raid alarms all over the country, and we all had to go down into the air raid shelter, which is in the basement of our apartment building. And then a little bit, a few hours later, we heard the boom, boom of anti-aircraft guns, and we even we saw some rocket firings and so forth. So that's when the war really came home to us. Right. And you also mentioned, I believe, uh, that there were times where you saw a lot of the the soldiers just up and left, that suddenly uh, the streets were emptied out of uh, of soldiers, of vehicles. uh, What was that like when you you actually saw that in the streets or didn't see? Well, it was an amazing thing. A lot of it happened over Friday night in the Shabbos. Mm -hmm. And uh, we saw army officers come into shul and point to... uh, different people who were dominating and they were part of the reserves and they had they were called up they had to leave shul and go home get their uh uniforms and their guns and 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 go off to war it was an amazing experience both friday night and shabbos yeah to see to see that happening were you were you as a, an american living there able to uh, do anything was there anything set up for people who wanted to volunteer their services at all there was nothing set up per se. I did volunteer. I had an automobile with us, oh. so I volunteered to deliver the mail, <laughs> uh, in which I was the mailman of, of, of the community for a couple of days during the war. I went to the post office in the morning. They gave me packages. I delivered them, and uh, that was it. So that's how I volunteered, because most of the cars, most of the vehicles and trucks had been uh, drafted and were down at the front. Wow. You know, I'm thinking that, first of all, the mail probably got delivered better than it had when, when it wasn't <laughs> yeah, wartime. The Israeli so, <laughs> mail was not a, a, not a model of efficiency. Right. And, and second of all, I could see that as, as a great title of another book, The Mailman of Israel by Rabbi Emanuel well, Feldman. Right, right. <laughs> Rabbi Feldman is uh, with us, um, having spent 40 years in uh, as a shul rabbi down in Atlanta, at uh, Congregation Beth Jacob. By the way, a listener of ours has commented this morning uh, and wanted to let us know that you were responsible for her. You are responsible for her family's frumkite today. Uh, I don't know if I should uh, say her name on the air, but I'll say that uh, you helped um, kosher out their home when uh, her father was away on a business trip, uh, personally escorted his her oldest brother to yeshiva in Baltimore, and uh, made sure that she had a Hebrew name, um, not just the Yiddish name that the, her parents were going to give her. So uh, you had a profound effect on this one person's life, and I know from you know hearing about you on on thousands of people's lives. So that was one I wanted to mention because it popped up as we're here live on JM Sunday. Somebody commented on that. Thank so, you. Thank you. Appreciate that very much. Yasher Koach on that. Now, uh, okay. Once the war began, and uh, and you saw what was happening, you knew what was happening. Of course, the the media that they had there uh, was out with you know some day to day, not as quick as it is today. But uh, when was there a time where uh, everybody felt? I mean, I'm sure in the beginning that the war, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, but was there a point in time where you felt okay? Tides are turning. This is this is a miracle going on. Um, that things are happening. That thank God are, you know, could be a lot worse, but they're not. In fact, they're a lot better. At what point were you able to say, okay, you know, we can see what's going on. It, it may not be uh, as bad as we think it might be. Yeah, about the second day of the war. Of course, it turns out in history that the first 
hour of the war, we won the war because that's when the Israeli Air Force destroyed completely the Egyptian Air Force on the ground. We didn't know that. The world outside Israel knew that, but there was a news blackout within Israel itself. But some people in the community in Israel had uh, shortwave radios and were able to tune in BBC and the Voice of America, and we did get some inkling that we were doing very, very well. So about the second day of the war, we had a, a collective sigh of relief, of relief that we're doing very, very well. And as the days went on, uh, take us to the point towards the end of the, the time there. When uh, when you heard about the uh, the fighting going on in, uh, in in what is called East Jerusalem, uh, where the where the Kotel is, uh, what was it like when you heard what was happening there, and and the the feeling uh, of what you knew what was going to happen? Yeah, we we, we heard uh, that there was hand to hand fighting actually going on in East Jerusalem around the area of the Kotel. Uh, we didn't have any details, but we we kept hearing airplanes coming overhead. We heard a shelling, but we knew that things were going well down there because there were people who were who had been there, who had come back and told us about it. It was a very rough time. There was also rough fighting up in the Golan in the north, which was also almost hand-to-hand. That also went very, very well. All of it was very miraculous. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, we hear recordings now of what went on when uh, when the when the Kotel was uh, taken over and uh, you know, the emotional uh, voices and, and the chauffeur blowing. Did you hear that at the time uh, on the uh, you know on, on the on the, either the radio or however or, or live at that yes, time? Yes, we did hear it at the time on the radio. I still recall vividly wow. a, an announcer for Israel Radio. Uh, telling that he was he was approaching the Kotel, he said, and then his voice choked, and he said, "Ani nogea ba Kotel." I am touching the Kotel. I'm touching the wall, and he choked up, began to cry. Wow! Live. Wow! <laughs> because we hear it, and and you know, on uh, on Nachum Siegel's show and on the on the network here, whenever it's um, Yom Yerushalayim. Uh, there is broadcast of the of those uh, of those recordings and uh, and the stories about them and, and you know, fifty years later it's it's extremely emotional uh, but to have heard it live uh, must have been uh, you know you're you're sitting there or standing there thanking God of what's going on and, and realizing what's happening uh, did you get a chance to go to the hotel shortly after that I. I Believe you yes, wrote about it. As a matter it of fact, I, I, I went to the Kotel while the war was still on. I, I was uh, licensed as a uh, foreign correspondent through some happenstance, which is in the book. Yes, right. I, I remember now. Here it is. And uh, I went with a group of reporters and journalists uh, on the Friday, or the Thursday evening and Friday of the war, and went to the Kotel itself. That was the Kotel before it was the Kotel today, that is. The houses, Arab houses, were like just a few yards away from the Kotel itself. Later, they were cleared away. So I was active Kotel during the war itself. Right, exactly. The pictures from then show just a small, narrow, uh, narrow way. Nothing like the plaza that's there, and uh, you know the ability to just 
go there and touch it. If you, if you can describe it, what was what actually happened when you went to the Kotel for the first time, was standing there and, and touched it, what was that feeling? Well, it was like an electric feeling. It was a, a, it was transcendental. It wasn't. It was uh, not an ordinary feeling. You know, touching the wall, and particularly we were amongst the soldiers who were still guarding the wall. All around it, there were white flags of surrender from the Arab houses. Oh wow! And it was a unbelievable feeling. And then when we left, when I got back to my community. Everyone wanted to touch my hand because my hand had touched the wall. Oh, amazing, amazing. Uh, you, you've lived through some uh, tremendously important times and historic times, uh, and this journal that you wrote is uh, is wonderful. I encourage everyone to go out and get it, it, it this week and read up of what happened starting you know these days now. Uh, leading up to the Six-Day War, which we will commemorate next week with Yom Yerushalayim. Uh, Rabbi, it's it's just amazing that you're able to put this into the words. They're beautiful, and uh, they really give us a, a picture of what it was like there and what you went through. And thank God you came through with, uh, you know, with the family healthy and safe and were able to communicate this to us. My pleasure. It's an uh, honor to be there, and it's a pleasure to be with you on the program. Thank you. Now, you're, are you going to be back in uh, in Israel for uh, Yom Yerushalayim this year? We'll be on, on a plane returning to Israel on that day. Maybe we'll get in on time in order to take part in some of the festivities. Excellent. Uh, there is someone who commented on our app. Uh, I don't know the person's actual name, but the uh, screen name is Klein, L-I, or Kleinly. We, uh, he says... Uh, we miss you in Atlanta, but he's where he, he should be, meaning you're in Israel. Very good. I appreciate that. But that's great. <laughs> and thank you again, Rabbi Feldman, for joining me this morning. Hatzlacha, uh, Mazel Tov, and uh, wish you continued health and success. Thank you very much yourself. Thank you. Rabbi Emanuel Feldman right here on JM Sunday. Uh, great uh, great book. Uh, 28th of ER is the name of it. Feldheim Publication. Pick it up anywhere you can. Amazon has it, and uh, and you can get that. And I want to, as I always do, thank uh, Stuart Schnee for putting us together. He's a great publicist, a public relations person in Israel. And uh, you can just uh, look him up, uh, Stuart Schnee, S-C-H-N-E-E, for all of your uh, publicity needs. So we thank him again for uh, for putting us together, and thank you, Rabbi Feldman. Uh for a wonderful discussion. We're going to go back to the music here in this Lagba Omer morning for a few more minutes before we wrap up the show. And uh, we'll see what uh, what we have that we can get to. Uh, let's see what's uh, what are we going to put up next. This is uh, some new music right here on JM Sunday. <laughs> Shem 
Get us through our every endeavor Doesn't matter whoever, whenever, whatever it is We get through it, my love for you Unbending, unbending and strong When I believe you're with me, I can never go wrong You're the inspiration to the Jewish nation For this declaration of your glorification Gaze through the days you shine your sun's rays It is you who are praised I ain't gotta paraphrase anytime, anywhere, any place, anything We get through it Shift in the way, 
Ending off with Kolachai here on JM Sunday. Mataswan guest with you. Thanks so much, everyone, for joining us this morning. Neely Block was my guest this morning to talk about her recent win. And Nachum Siegel joined us to talk about the fundraising going on. Don't forget, go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, to support this wonderful network and programming. And uh, it is uh, it is great to be here, and we, we hope everyone will continue to support this just as people have so far from the mailing and from going online. So please keep that up this week's big week, big push towards uh, the end of the week Friday for the fundraiser. And, of course, Rabbi Emanuel Feldman, his book, The 28th of ER, a day-by-day journal of his family during the Six-Day War when he was in Israel. A great thing to to pay a great book to pick up and read. Uh, I want to again thank everyone for joining us. Uh, happy Mother's Day to everyone, and uh, we'll see you next week. Don't forget, great programming continues all day long here on the network, and we'll see you next week right here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. Nachum Siegel will be on tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., followed by the Israel Show. Don't forget to listen in. Have a great day, everyone. <laughs>